This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I'm so happy that you decided to join me on the second episode of The Dr. Hubert Show. Uh, it's a great day to just spread some health, spread some wealth, spread some knowledge, and uh, I'm just so happy that you're going to be a part of this today. My goal for this show is to inspire you, motivate you, help you create a life that you desire. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, my childhood. Last week, we touched on my childhood. We spent most of the time talking about my mother and her influence on my life uh, today. Uh, you know, my mother, she died. She died early. She died at age 50. And that definitely played a big role in why I do what I do today. And my goal, like I said, is to help you, uh, help inspire you, help lead you, and just be a source and a, hopefully a wealth of information that can help you create the life that you desire. Today, we're going to talk more about my childhood. We're going to talk about my dad today uh, and his influence on my life. Uh, they were two totally different people, uh, but they were great together. And uh, today, you know, talking about my dad, I, my dad, unfortunately, passed just a little over a year ago, uh, and it was totally unexpected. Uh, he was actually in great health when he passed away, and he seems to have one bad day that got him. So um, just to talk a little bit about him, he was actually born in Brownwood, Texas. So anyone who knows where Brownwood, Texas is, that's where my dad was born. And uh, when he was five years old, he um, he moved away, moved to Andrews, Texas, which is my hometown. And uh that's where he spent the rest of his life in Andrews, Texas. So uh, he was he was he actually went to segregated schools until was until he was in the fifth grade, and uh, they integrated when he was in the fifth grade. And he was on the very first basketball team from Andrews, Texas, that actually made it to the state playoffs. Uh, so he was known around town as a great superstar, all-star basketball player. Uh, and he graduated in 1966, and he went to Howard College, but he also uh, spent some time in the Marine Corps. So he was front lines, Vietnam and the Marine Corps. So he had a lot of discipline and a lot of structure in his life that, uh, carried on even after the Marine Corps. And he always said the Marine Corps really wasn't for him, but he really appreciated what the Marine Corps did for him as far as giving him structure and consistency and, and, uh, just the ability to focus when he really didn't think he would have been able to do that without the Marine Corps. So, um, being raised by a Marine is quite a bit different. Uh, <laughs> I remember lots of Saturday mornings when I thought I was going to be sleeping in and uh, that didn't happen. There was some man beating on my door at 7 a.m. And I would always say, Dad, we don't have anything to do today. And he said, no, we, we're going to get up. <laughs> Regardless of whether we have things to do or not, we're still going to get up. So that's kind of what it was like. It was all about picking things up, putting things away. I'm that way now. Uh, I really don't do well with clutter. I like order, organization and order and those things. And I just have to say my dad is probably the reason why I like things really clean and really precise and neat. Uh, makes me feel better. And I think uh, I think he's the one that influenced those, those good habits for me. Um, once he finished the Marine Corps, he actually, uh, he worked for Texaco. He worked for Texaco for 30 years and he eventually retired with an executive position for Texaco. But he didn't start with an executive position. He actually was the first person 
uh, on his side of the family to go to college. He was the first person to go to college, first person to graduate from college, and um, really went right into the oil field and, and started working then and had an opportunity to retire young. He was able to retire at 53, and his goal uh, once he retired was to play at least one hole of golf for a solid year. So no matter how hot or how cold it was in Andrews, Texas, he played at least one hole every single day for a solid year. And then he decided he was too young to just golf every day, all day. He actually uh, ran for county commissioner, and I believe, to my knowledge, he was the first minority county commissioner in Andrews, Texas. He's a very active commissioner, did lots of great things, had lots of big projects, and really enjoyed his eight-year stint as county commissioner. Uh, just to tell you about my dad's personality, he was really the most positive person I've ever met. He absolutely loved life. He didn't mind telling you how much he loved life and how much his, uh, his life far exceeded his expectations. He Everybody he met, he would tell them, look, man, my life has been great. I can't even tell you this is better than I ever imagined it could be. And uh, that kind of positive energy just radiated from my dad all the time. Uh, typically, after he saw you or met you the second time, he pretty much thought he knew you. So he would tell you uh, that his life had far exceeded his expectations and that his life had been great. And uh, even though, even though, uh, there was some there was some trouble when my mother passed away, but we had a great childhood, a great life, lots of good memories. You know, so many people who are who are influencers and do podcasts, man, they have a really rough past, a rough a rough time growing up. My uh, my childhood was great. It was fantastic. I had two great parents, two great parents that were really tough on me. My mother was a, a stickler of a teacher. She was an old school second grade teacher and my father was a Marine. So uh, they really they really demanded a lot and uh, they expected a lot, but they did give a lot as well. And uh, all the way up really until I was 25 years old, uh, my childhood and my raising was good. I mean, it was fantastic. I really can't, can't say that there was anything wrong with it. And uh, unfortunately, when I was 25, my mother passed away. And uh, when my mother passed away, that had a major effect on my dad. Uh, that was the love of his life. I've never seen two people that were more crazy about one another. They had a great marriage. They loved to uh, just have li share life together and have a good time together. My father believed that if he had time and money that he could fix anything. And what he found out is when my mother got sick, uh, that he had time and money and he couldn't save her life. And that was a devastating blow to him. That was his best friend. Uh, that was his. That was his everything. Uh, they had a fantastic marriage. The, really, the best example of marriage I've ever seen, which is pretty awesome from a, a child point of view. Uh, but she passed away when I was 25, and uh, for the next uh, 15 years, my dad would go to my mother's grave on her birthday, and uh, every year on her birthday, he would take flowers to her. Um, and really spend the whole day out there. He would start out in the morning, go out and take flowers in the morning and uh, spend a couple of hours and then he'd go have lunch and he'd come back and he'd spend a couple of more hours and then he'd go back at night and, and tell her tell her good night on her birthday. And for whatever reason, they always loved to go to uh, Red Lobster on um, on her birthday. Typically, that's where they went for birthdays and they would always sit in the same table, which was pretty neat. But he would wait until the people were finished at that table and he would go and sit there. Even though she was gone, he would sit at that table. And that was just something he did every single year for 15 years. And uh, when he passed away last November, he actually passed away on November the 26th. And her birthday is on November 30th. So we were actually able to lay him to rest on her birthday on the 16th year. 
So when I tell you God speaks, God does speak. Uh, that definitely helped ease my pain um, because I knew he was right where he wanted to be. But if you, if you ever met my dad for the second time, the first thing he would say is, you know, my life's been great. It's been unimaginable how good it's been. And uh, the next thing he would tell you is that I can't wait for the day that they lay me beside my wife. Uh, it's kind of the greatest love story ever told, in my opinion, because uh, he actually got to, we actually got to lay him to rest on my mother's birthday 16 years later, which was pretty, a pretty awesome thing. So I know they had an incredible, they're having an incredible time in heaven together. And, uh, but now, you know, it's just about using their story and their influence to be great. And hopefully my greatness, I can share that with you and uh, help you better your life, you know, help you see the, see the positive aspects of your life, see the positive aspects of your health, and uh, create a mindset that's just for success. You know, whether it's you're sick and you're trying to heal, or you're, you're depressed and you're trying to find happiness, uh, that's what this show's really all about. It's just about finding you where you are in, a, in an opportunity to inspire you and uh, really use this show as a, as a source to uh, meet you where you're at and uh, just be better. Just be better. That's what we're going to do this together. We're going to have lots of people coming up on the show uh, that join us and, and share their expertise. And I'm going to be learning just like you are. So I actually get to do this stuff. Um, this isn't what I do full time. You know, I'm not in the influencer space. I'm not a uh, I'm not a podcaster for profession. I actually have a career. I've built a business from the ground up from scratch. Uh, I've had every struggle that you can imagine. I've had as many bad days as anybody on the planet. I've had more losses than wins. So no matter where you're at, I can more than likely I can relate with that. And that's really what this show is about is to help you get a good feel for what what needs to be done in your life uh, to inspire you to find your greatness. And, uh, I, you know, it all comes from a good source. People that meet me now, they're like, are you this happy all the time? And the truth is, 99% of the time, I am this happy. I love what I do. I love my life. Uh, even though we've had some significant losses in our life, uh, it's, it's still a great life. I can't complain. I can't imagine it being any different. And every day, I still have to pinch myself and wonder, is this for real? Is this really happening? Because as it's still developing, as it's great things are still happening, as, as we continue uh, to be creative and grow, um, it just sometimes it seems surreal. Uh, sometimes it, it, it seems like a struggle and sometimes the struggle doesn't seem worth it. But uh, when I look back on where, where this whole life has come from to where it is today, uh, I can't help but to want to share it with you. So uh, that's really what the show is all about. It gives you a great feel for, for me and my life and my raising and my mother and father and their influence. But, you know, as we move into this, it's just really going to take these things and, and talk about uh, talk about health, talk about healing, happiness, and more than anything else, just the belief that things are going to forever be getting better. I know today, right now, we're living in a world that is in full-blown discord. Uh, obviously, this election thing has dragged, it's been dragging out for months, and it's finally, I guess, coming to an head, and people are at each other. But what I will say, no matter what your political beliefs are, uh, people really have a, a natural-born instinct to help one another. And I keep bringing this up as I hear people bicker back and forth. Every time there's a natural disaster in this country, 
people come together. Uh, they don't care what race, they don't care what economic status, they don't really care um, uh, anything about you. They just tend to gravitate to help one another. Uh, another. I always think about uh, Hurricane Katrina and Hurricane Harvey when that comes about. You know, people who were stranded and stuck, here comes someone with a boat to help them out. People who needed food, they got food. People who needed water, got water. People who needed shelter, got shelter from strangers. And that's really who we are as people. That's what makes America great. I mean, we don't have any uh, biblical predisposition for fighting one another. That's just not what it's about. We're here to love one another. We're here to take care of one another. Um, but most importantly, no matter what, what happens moving forward in 2021, the most important thing we can do is keep our health. Uh, obviously, this pandemic has been going on since March. We've got more sick people than I personally have ever seen. I've never seen this many sick people. I've been in health and wellness for 15 years, and I've never seen this many sick people. Now, I, I do think a lot of this is you know, somewhat exaggerated and hyperinflated and that sort of thing, but there's no doubt the virus is real and there's a lot of sick people. Now, the reason I think we have a lot of sick people is because people were reactive toward their health. I think a lot of these people who are really struggling and even dying had a lot of pre-existing conditions, whether it be diabetes or heart disease or cancer, maybe undergoing chemotherapy or radiation or obesity or things like that. But the truth is the virus is real, but what we, the best thing we can do to help out others is really not become one of them. I mean, the best thing we can do is not become sick right now. Uh, we owe it to all of our first responders, our hospitals, our doctors, our nurses, to take responsibility for our own health and not end up in their facilities. They're overwhelmed, they're overworked, they're, they're lacking resources. There's all kinds of things going on that are working against them, but we owe it to ourselves to take responsibility for our own health and really be the best we can be. And what does that look like? What does that mean? That means each and every day we can try to eat a little better, sleep a little better, um, encourage one another, not drag each other down, minimize our stress, okay? Minimize our worry, um, and really focus on just being the best that we can be and truly have this belief that it's not doom and gloom and the world is not coming to an end, but more than anything else, believe that things are gonna get better and believe that we have a responsibility to take control of our own health. You know, instead of eating high sugar diets and high starch diets, maybe start to look into these fruits and veggies and things that we know we should have been doing. This is elementary stuff. This is not, this is not advanced doctor talk. This is, these are things we learn very young in age, but uh, we have a food addiction in America. We're addicted to foods, particularly sugary foods, um, and that's a big problem. So, uh, at this day and time, the best thing we can do is start to take responsibility and do everything possible not to be sick. You know, if you hadn't been exercising, now is a great time to start. But don't make it a New Year's resolution. Make it a lifestyle change. And it just starts with one day. You don't have to go out and run a 5K on your first day. You go out and you do do what you can do. I mean, it may be it may be a quarter of a lap around the track, but tomorrow go ahead and get that half lap. And the next day, get three quarters of a lap. And the next day, get the full lap and use that as a milestone uh, to generate some energy uh, and, and awareness of what you can do. Uh, your ability is far more than what you've ever imagined. So uh, if you're struggling, if you're in the gutter and you just don't know where to go, where to turn, hopefully you're inspired by this, but more than anything, start looking at other people who were in situations just as bad or worse than yours 
that actually found a way to find the success and the happiness that they desired. Uh, they're out there, they're everywhere. No matter what your financial situation, no matter what your health situation is, uh, no matter what your mental state is, you could be you know, un incredibly depressed and in some cases suicidal, uh, but there's people that have been there and they've overcome it and they've come, gone on to do great things to influence and help others and just serve our community. And that's what it's about. It's not about what we can take out of our community or take from one another. And I think that's why so, so many people are so frustrated with everything that's going on in the world today. We're wondering, you know, how does this affect us? You know, instead of wondering, what can we do to better the situation? All right. So what can we do to better the situation? It doesn't matter what parties involved, both parties, it doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, or somewhere in between. Neither party has been great at helping people get healthy. Even before the pandemic, we had an obesity problem. We had a childhood diabetes problem. We had a, a, an adult diabetes problem. We've had a Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, people losing their minds earlier than ever, people with crippling arthritis earlier than ever. So at some point, we have to take responsibility. And, um, you know, the things you don't know about, the things you're unsure about, Myself, others, reach out. This is what this is all about. It's about sharing. It's about giving. It's about helping. I get questions, lots and lots of questions throughout the day. This podcast is really to effectively answer those questions. I mean, that's the goal is, is that I can't do it one at a time. It's just gotten too big between, you know, my commitments at my practice and commitments in my life. Uh, it's just gotten too big to answer each and every one. But hopefully, you know, you can make this a part of your life and be following it and uh, get a lot of your questions answered. But if nothing else, uh, get inspired to do better because that is the best things, best thing we can do for ourselves is help ourselves. I mean, we have to know that there's really no magic pill out there that's going to give us the health we want or the wealth we want or the life we want, that we have to go after it. And uh, other people ahead of us have laid out the path. Uh, they're glad to tell you how they did it, why they did it, what inspired them, how they got through the worst times, the most difficult times. And, and we can use those people. They are so glad to help you. There is nothing more gratifying than helping someone else. I mean, that is the most gratifying thing you can do. And anybody out there listening, uh, if you've never helped anyone, try it sometime. It feels great. Uh, the more you do it, the more you'll love it. Uh, you know, I always think about Oprah. I don't really watch Oprah. I've never watched Oprah, but I did see when she gave her whole entire audience new cars. And at the time I thought, well, why would anyone do that? You know, what did that cost? And I started putting the calculator to it. Like most people, when they saw that, I'm like, okay, if these, you know, if these cars are this much money and there's this many people in the audience, how much did that cost? Uh, but I can tell you, she got a much greater return. The fulfillment, the, the, the wonderful feeling of having uh, a positive impact on someone else's life. That's what we need to be living for. That's biblical. That's Christ-like. That's what Christ does. And, uh, you know, there's no greater feeling. So if you know someone today, this is just a great opportunity today to, to pick up the phone or, or pick up the phone or send someone a text message, message and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, you know, I'm just thinking about you. I'm pulling for you. I know you're going through a rough patch. If there's anything I can do, um, let me know because I'll be, I'll be there to help you any way I possibly can. And um, we don't do enough of that. You know, we never, we never seem to miss the opportunity to flex our political beliefs or, or, or flex our personal beliefs on controversial subjects, whether it be you know, vaccinations or abortions or political parties or those kind of things. But above all, we should just reach out and really truly help one another. And, and that's what this is all about. You know, I hope I can inspire you to do so. But, 
yeah, it starts it starts with one simple step. I mean, that's just one working on you. The more energy you get, it's hard to help people. It's hard to help people when you're sick and tired and broken and disgusted and and beat up. But um, hopefully, I can inspire you to get to a place where you feel like inspiring someone else. You know, I always think about these people who who uh, you know who hurt themselves, hurt their legs, ankles, that sort of thing. They say, well, I can't really work out because. I have a bad knee or a bad ankle or a bad hip, but uh, we've seen people run marathons that didn't have any legs. Uh, I think about that all the time. We've seen people run these marathons that didn't have legs. You know, they literally had had just running with an upper torso and they find a way to do it. So it's all in what you believe. It's all in what your desires are and your refusal to really just say no. I mean, don't take no for an answer because your body will surprise you. The more you push it to the brink, your mind will surprise you. The more you you flood it with good information and positive people and positive sources and positive beliefs, uh, amazing things will happen in your life. Uh, if you're sick and all you think about is being sick, you're going to continue to be sick. At some point, uh, you have to remove that from your radar and start to think about being well and believe that you're going to be well and start taking active steps. Write down the things in your life that that you want to be better. It's not the things you don't don't like. Write down what you want to be better and then write down a systematic approach to how you're going to make them better and put these things on a timeline, um, not an unreasonable timeline, but on a timeline to where you have to get them done. Um, we can all think back to when we were in school or college or whatever may have you. And and think about when the paper was due, we did whatever it was, whatever it took to get the paper done. Meaning if that meant uh, skip lunch, skip dinner and stay up all night, skip breakfast and still get it in just at the brink of time. That's what we did. Uh, we want to do the same thing with our personal goals. You know, if you have a, a weight loss goal or a physical activity goal or even a blood sugar goal. If you're testing your blood sugar, you've been testing this blood sugar for years and it's constantly in the 400s or 500s or 600s. This is your year. 2021 is your year. You need to make it your year because what we know about all these sicknesses that we're seeing right now, uh, diabetes is a contributing factor. We do not want to walk around with high blood sugar. We don't want to walk around sick, pricking our finger, constantly seeing the same result, but yet constantly living the same lifestyle, still making the poor eating choices, poor drinking choices, um, even some people smoking choices and tobacco usage choices and those things, we can do better. Today's the day to do better. And hopefully this show inspires you to do better. So stay tuned. Next week, we are going to have another fantastic Dr. Hubert show. We're going to get into the depths of health. We're going to start making some clarification and, and implementing some strategies that will help you get going for this new year and make sure 2021 is the best year of your life.